Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Crystalis, or Crystalis, I don't know, you're going to hear a lot of the variations on that, but it's for the NES. Crystalis was developed and published by SNK and released in Japan in April of 1990 and in North America in July of 1990. Oh, right on the heels, yeah? Yeah. And I, I found no records. Oh, right. For a release in... But in Japan, it's called God Slayer, isn't it? Yes, Nick. It's called God Slayer. Sonata of the Faraway Sky. Oh, all right. It's pretty fancy. Yeah. And it was made by SNK. So SNK, uh, as many know, more famous for their arcade games. Sure, sure. And uh, early on, it was the um, Akari Warriors. Right, right. And a lot of hits like that. The Fatal Fury later once the fighting, you know, or King of Fighters, I guess, they're, they're kind of the same. Well, they were most known when they came out with their own platform, the Neo Geo arcade system and home console. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, where you had the choice of games in there. Yeah, I was uh, a big fan of the Metal Slug games. Yeah, uh, yeah Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I never really got the hang of it, uh, King of Monsters. Oh sure, I think I think World Heroes was on that too, which is another fighting game that I remember playing. Was all right. Yeah. Now, what I find really interesting is that the Neo Geo system was released in April of 1990. Oh man, so they were that was right there. At yeah, the same so time. they released it before this game came out, by, by just a wow. tiny bit. Now that was in Japan, right? I think so. But I still find it odd that they were making games for other consoles when they had their own on the horizon. Yeah, well. I mean, I guess if they didn't have a home console system then, but... No, but it wasn't soon after that it did come to the home market. Man, well, who knows? (laughs) I just remember being a kid and the price tag associated with those Neo Geo carts... Not not for me. ...blew my mind that $500? Yeah, well, arcade experience at home, right? That was the... That was the uh, selling point. Now, this game, Crystalis, or Crystalis, was remade for the Game Boy Color in the year 2000. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember hearing bad stuff, though. It wasn't that good. Yes, and oddly enough, it was done by Nintendo themselves. So weird. They usually knock things out of the park. Yeah, I, that's, that's a strange uh, development indeed. Yeah, apparently they changed a lot of the game, including the story, character names, but most importantly, the music... And apparently for the worse. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I read as well. I, I don't know. I never tried it, and now I probably will never will, so. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Crystalis? Crystalis is a uh, overhead, uh, two-dimensional uh, action RPG. I'd say that's a pretty fair description. You know, you see the term Zelda clone thrown about a bunch. This, you know, is, this is no Zelda clone. It, it very rare. That's usually just means overhead and you use swords. That's what I, you know what I mean? I think that's what most people. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. You know, I'm like, eh, none of these things that they call Zelda clones behave like Zelda. And this superficially, maybe. So this is way more of a story driven RPG. Yeah. And you travel a lot in this game. But when you travel, you don't do a lot of jumping. At least not off the bat. No, you don't. Actually, I, I lied. I did do a lot of jumping. I, me too, as soon as you can. But <laughs> yeah, 
And this game does not have your traditional jump because you don't jump until you attain special boots. Yeah, you will get these rabbit boots and they give you a pretty neat little jump, even if it's not really that helpful. I don't know. In well, some areas. I did find you can jump over certain creatures. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. Uh, you can jump over whatever the tar marshy yeah the poisons poison. or spikes yeah you can keep like hopping and take almost no damage i abuse that a lot you mm-hmm. know and it just seems like i you know it's more fun to get around that way i, I agree I, that, even in a game where it's like almost entirely superfluous i would still use it almost all the time to just like bounce around Be- well because you can jump in like any direction it's really yeah, free yeah. and when you have them equipped those boots your jump is your is your a button yeah so it's just one of your Two. You're bouncing around. That's a good time to mention, you know, you have an eight-directional jump as well as movement. So it's a, and it's a pretty quick move, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, sadly, you do not have eight-directional attack. No. I was like, you're almost there, guys. Come on. So close. And in this game, you attack with a sword. Yeah, one of four swords that you will acquire. And we'll get into those specific swords in a little bit. But the sword action is really interesting because... There is a charge up, and we'll explain how that varies. But then you have your normal slash as well. Yeah. Kind of similar you'd see later in the like Secret of Mana, mm-hmm. where you, you, know, you have your weapons and you charge them up. But one thing to note is that the slash in this game is extremely quick. Yeah, and I want, you know, again, to their credit, you know, this is after Zelda 2, where you mm-hmm. like, my sword is like a butter knife. But here, it's like, you got a real sword, you know? Like, I like the length of it, at least. It's a really good length. Moving <laughs> when you're facing left and right. Yeah, definitely. Possibly down. Now, it can be odd when you're facing up or down. Um, Especially it, up, yeah. The hitbox is a little confusing because it is off-center of your character. Yeah, and it's like, it, it seems like it should come out farther. So it, it's oh, yeah. different than like, well, I don't know. I, I had difficulty with that a bit. So I just avoided attacking things from below if I could. Okay, fair enough. And you had mentioned to me that uh, a great tactic is to use turbo if you can. Yeah, it's uh, something that was brought to my attention a while ago, and I hadn't had a chance to go back and really try it out. So I was, uh, and I thought it was awesome because. Well, I I do agree that it's super helpful, but I think you can actually uh, sword faster if you just super thumb it. Oh yeah, that may be very well true. I believe that. I'm just lazy. Um, I <laughs> I had a weird problem with mapping uh, my controls when I was emulating this game. So right, therefore, right. I was just stuck in the uh, super thumb mode. Gotcha. But I really had no trouble with it. Uh, it. To me, it was the knowledge that you probably shouldn't charge your shots all the time. Yeah. That, that's that's um, really the key factor. Like I found that it's if you just charge it just enough to barely get the very first level, mm-hmm. you can get a shot off every couple seconds. Like Right. And the way you charge up your sword is a little weird because you only charge up when you're not moving. It's not holding down the mm-hmm. sword button. It's holding it down and not moving at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, you can move while it's like halfway charged and it won't deplete it. It'll start it up again once you stop moving, which is nice, but it's yeah, still a little strange. There is a meter at the bottom that shows you how charged it is. And I thought that was strange, like what you just mentioned, but very useful because you could charge it to exactly the point you wanted and then start walking. And then you're totally cool. And when you yeah. stop, that's when you shoot off your Yeah, so you can hold up a level two or I guess even three, but you know, mostly two is the one I used it for. Right, because you don't want to waste those precious, precious magic points. And speaking of magic points, let's talk about the subscreen of this game uh, because it kind of is the way station to all of your stats and, and all the other fun stuff in here. Yeah, um, there are two pauses. 
man, it's kind of confusing because, you know, you'll press start and you'll go to a menu that shows you like, you know, it gives you like a few, your few stats. You get your and like strength and defense. And that's the one I want to talk about first. Okay. So this subscreen, it tells you what level you are, which mm-hmm. is very important. And we'll talk about how you go up levels here in just a moment. But sure. it also tells you your attack, your defense. And your defense is divided in two. Kind of you have a shield defense and a armor defense, mm-hmm. which armor defense applies to like collision damage. Yeah, and the shield is for projectiles only. Yeah, and uh, it'll also show your condition. There's a couple conditions that you can get, like... Poisoned. Yeah, you can be poisoned, uh, paralyzed. Mm -hmm. You can be petrified or uh, cursed. I see it called cursed or mutated, where you'll get turned into a little blob. Yeah. Now, that screen will also show you what you have equipped, as in, what is your current sword, Mm -hmm. shield, and armor. Yeah. I didn't use this a whole lot. I would when I'm like comparing different, uh, you know, shield armor stuff just to see like or other rings you get that modify your stats. So I'd see how much of a boost I would get sometimes to decide right. which one. I wanted. Because it is the only place to look at your raw stats mm-hmm. and, you know, your attack and everything. They all go up when you level up. Mm-hmm. Um, I really only use this screen when I hit the wrong button to pause. Well, I would say 99% of mine where I would just be like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, and then not only is that confusing, but the way you get around the other menu is also very confusing. Yeah, it uh, takes a little takes a little bit to get used to. I can't even describe to you how to do it. It's just something I learned. And at this point, <laughs> I, I can never get used to the fact that it automatically has you on no of everything. Oh, so if you right. hit your button twice, it just kicks you out of everything. Well, like to, when you hit select, it'll take you to your your like equipment screen where it'll show your equipment stuff. Uh, everything in your pockets. Yeah. And um, then if you press up, you'll go up to your like your item screen where you'll have the four rows. Uh-huh. And then if you press start while you are in that menu, that's where you go to the save screen. Right. Which I barely. And then when you get to the save screen, getting out of it is its own like. Well, yeah, because you got to hit B and that takes you back to the other one. Like, And then if you hit the wrong button again, you're back at the save screen. Oh, yeah. man. Don't it's play this a, game drunk, friends. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's something that like at first was really unwieldy, I thought, but I got used to it. Now, at the bottom of your screen at all times, you have your life shown there. And that goes up when you level up. Yeah, you have your little life meter that will extend all the way to the right, you know. And then below that is the force meter, and that's charging your sword. You'll initially start with just one level of charge, mm-hmm. but that goes up to uh, up to 3 eventually as you acquire items. And then on the right, it shows you what level you currently are, how much money you have, how many magic points you have, and your total, which does go up when you level as well. Yes, yes. And then, most importantly, at the very bottom, you have your current experience and what your next goal is to level up. Yeah, and I like having that on your on the screen, you know? Oh, I like, love it. Because you don't have to keep pausing it like you would in a lot of other RPGs to be like, how close am I? Yeah, it's that thing I do a lot and find very annoying. <laughs> So every time you reach that next goal of experience points, you go up one level. And there are a total of 16 levels possible in the game. Yes. Now, every time you go up a level, you go up one point of attack. Okay. And then your defense. Without fail. Okay. So it's just plus one every time. Gotcha. Same with defense. And that's your base without any of your extra armor or armaments on there. Equipments. And then your max MP... That goes up 17 points. Oh, is that just level. 17 every level? Every time. Okay, cool. Because that'll max out at 255, right? Yes, it will. Mm. 
I know this from you telling me, though, because I am not that level. <laughs> and then you have uh, your max life goes up, as we said, and that goes up by 16 every time. Okay, cool. Until the very end when it only goes up by 15 to top you out at 255 also. Makes sense. Now, the experience you need between each level grows exponentially. Yeah, it does. Uh, so that's where this game kind of, it's a weird thing. It'll keep you moving because if you level up, it's like, with a few exceptions, I think, you're, it's basically made all the enemies you're used to fighting almost worthless. Like, you got to keep moving to the new areas because they, yes. their, their experience values grow at kind of a similar oh, yeah. trajectory. And it does, though, feel very daunting when you go up a level and your counter resets to zero. And then your new goal is so high compared to your yeah, last one. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes where you're like, it goes from like 20,000 to 30. At, like at the end, you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Especially if you don't know what the rewards you'll be getting from the enemies in the new area are. Yeah, yeah. That, that next level of experience can be very daunting to look at. <laughs> now, one thing that I ran into that uh, I'm guessing from our talks you did not as much is that there are... Many bosses in this game, not many as in small, but many as in M-A-N-Y, <laughs> that are gated by your level. And by that, I mean you can't not hurt them until you are a specific level. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I, it's something i kind of forgotten about because I noticed it once back in the day uh, when I was just playing through the very first level. And I just ran through the whole thing without fighting any enemies. And I was like, I can just get to the boss and kill him. But it just pings off and wouldn't even let me hit him. And then you're just kind of screwed and got to die. But And I noticed it later at one uh, a level towards the end of the game where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this guy's killing me every time. And then I was like, I was really close to the next level. So I just went back into the dungeon and killed a few few guys, leveled back up, went back, and he was nothing. And I was like, awesome. So, yeah, if that, like if all else fails, you can gain a level. But it's like... It's not like your typical leveling, like where it's like you can level up as much as you want to make the game easy. Since right. you have a cap, it's like it's it's almost kind of the opposite, where it's like you can't get here until like it's a requirement, you know? Right, and yeah, I found that a little frustrating at times. I, in general, kind of don't like games that have an experience level system that stops, you know, or you know, if it doesn't stop at like ninety nine or some ridiculous number, where you're like whatever. But like I don't know, to me, I'm like I I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose mm. of levels. But eh, who am I? So next up, I'd like to talk about the armor in the game and perhaps the shields as well. They're kind of hand in hand in my book. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you want both of them if you can help it. If you can help it. So here's my question to you, though. If you can't help it, if you don't have enough money for both when you enter the new town, which do you buy first? I usually go for the armor because I find that uh, it's not that hard to dodge projectiles. Agreed. As a compared to sometimes you get the weird bumps. You know? Yeah, and the, most of my deaths are by being bumped a bunch. Right, right. Right in a row. Bumping and grinding. So Ugh. I would always try to go for that armor first, for Agreed. sure. I agree. Now, I'm not sure, but I think um, in the fact that my son and I were kind of handing off the controller a lot when we played this game, I think uh, somewhere in the first third, we sold the wrong armor. Oh. And uh, we're running with armor far below our station. I see. It might have made things a little more difficult than I'd expected. <laughs> we'll check it out. But you start the game with no armor. Nope, you're just, uh, you have some pretty cool looking blue clothes, or I'm sorry, purple clothes. You are a purple clad gentleman. And the first set of armor you can buy is the tanned hide. That's right, which is... Uh, it's just a big old hide, I guess, with a hole cut out the top. Yeah. You drape over yourself. To protect you from monsters, yeah. It's not bad, and uh, the first shield is the carapace shield, which is just like a shell. Mm-hmm. 
fitting the same theme. Yeah. Now, the hide is $100, and uh, I think the carapace in it are both found in uh, the Leaf Village. Uh, correct. Next up, you have leather armor. And, you know, this progression may seem very familiar to <laughs> anyone that's ever played an RPG or perhaps Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, this is... Well, one thing I think is interesting is, like, you see across RPGs, you kind of have the equipment progression go in yeah. one of two ways, where it's like the armor changes or the material changes. Right. So this is more of a material one, so which I'm cool with, you know? Right, yeah. I always like the material ones. I just always find it humorous because there's a point where they have to, like... Go past things that make sense. Oh, yeah. like, And then you're always like, well, what do you go to next? Is it going to be diamond armor? Is it going to be a made-up element? <laughs> well, sometimes you'll get ruby things, and you're like, ruby is not any protective, <laughs> but it's cool looking, I guess. So Yes. Of course, following leather, we have the Bronze Age. Right. And uh, bronze armor is what you get. You find that in Portoa, and things are getting a lot pricier now. It's $600. That's one thing, too, about the game, I, I think, is like... There's a creep. Well, the prices increase at such levels that it's like selling your old one. And until, like, the last half of the game, it's almost like, well, whoop de do. You know, this thing costs 800 I sold my last one for 50 or... You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Even though I still did every time. M- yeah, me too. Okay. I mean, as you guys know, since I told you I accidentally sold the wrong one. <laughs> if you have the bronze armor... You can accessorize with a matching bronze shield. Nice. And at this point, all of the armors and shields are pretty basic. They protect you, but they don't have any extra powers. Right, right. Uh, neither does the next one, the platinum armor. Yeah, it's looking good, though. Pretty pricey. And uh, the same thing with its uh, accompanying shield. $2,000 for that. And, you know, you'd think that they would go on from bronze to maybe iron or steel. But yeah, no, straight no. to platinum. Which, I mean, that's not even a tough of a metal, but no. it's expensive, so... That's, you look good. That's, yes, that's what... <laughs> the monsters are like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to fight that guy. He's he looking fine. Fine, foxy fella. Uh, for, well, perhaps you want to trade in your platinum armor for a suit. Mm. And you could, because the next armor is the soldier suit. That's a... Three grand. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's just another one that's just great protection, and that's what you want. Is there a shield associated with that one? Well, not directly, but there is. this is around, I think, the time where you can get the mirror shield. Okay. Which is, I mean, I'm not sure if it protects as well as the platinum, but it will, any petrifying beams will be nullified by it. So you don't have to worry about getting turned to stone with it. Which I don't really worry about ever anyways. Yeah, I don't really bother what, with two, <laughs> three enemies that do it. And my favorite thing about being turned to stone is that if you turn to stone with your sword out, the enemies that run into that sword will still get hurt. That's awesome. <laughs> That made my day to no end. I mean, when I was going back through at first, I'm like, I don't want to get turned to stone. That means you're dead. But it's like, no, you just have to wait for a few seconds. You can take damage, but then you'll just heal. Yeah. So. Uh, In fact, getting turned to stone was better than most of the other ailments because there's no damage associated with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Poison's the worst, but. It is the worst. (laughs) Now, after you've donned that soldier suit, we're going to go a little wackier. (laughs) You're going to be putting on a ceramic suit. Yeah, I don't, you know, maybe if you're grinding up things in a pestle or I don't. Well, you know, I do know that the highest rated ballistics material these days is a ceramic material. Hmm. So maybe they're just way ahead of the curve. Hey, maybe. I mean, I I feel like Fantasy Star had some uh, ceramic weaponry at some point. And I just thought it was weird, like you're wearing a toilet, but and. Much like the platinum stuff, you will get a ceramic shield to go with your suit if you like. Now, the suit is $6,500. That's a lot of money. It's getting up there. But at this point, a lot of these things you can find in more than one town. So that's also nice. 
Yeah, and even some of them have will have different prices depending on which town. You can get them a little cheaper. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we have our final two suits of armor, and these are the real special ones. First off, we have the battle armor. Yeah, and this will, uh, in addition to being really strong, will prevent you from being poisoned. And it's free. It's a found item. Yeah, yeah, which is Even nice. better. Yeah, and uh, you can get, there is a battle shield that you can get, but uh, before that, you might find the sacred shield. Oh, really? Is, yeah, it, this one will prevent you from being paralyzed. And it's actually pretty weak compared to the other ones, so I kind of didn't mess with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so what's our final armor? And the final armor, my friend, is the strangely named Psycho Armor. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I wonder about that, because I've seen it in a few other games where I'm like, is that what they think saying, like, psychic? You know, is that what they're going for? Not like, you know, because yeah. it has a different uh, connotation. But uh, but either way, this is your strongest armor, and it will restore your hit points for you slowly. Slowly, but amazing, either way. Yep, always worth it. Stand, stand around and wait. I'm a big fan of standing around and waiting instead <laughs> of, uh, you know... Teleporting back to the town? Yeah. That was my other go-to. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you get its uh, accompanying Psycho Shield, that will, uh, you know, it's good protection, and it will prevent you from being poisoned, paralyzed, or petrified. Wow. So it's got it all, man. All the benefits. Three Ps, safe. Mm. Well, that's it for your armor and shields, but there are still a billion things in this game. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the items you'll find. And when I say find, I mean buy or get out of a chest. Yeah, there's quite a few different... Well, like, okay, you've got your... As the book calls them, consumable items. And that's what we're going over first. Yeah. Those are all kept in the first or top row of your inventory. Yeah, and which, going back this time, and when I figured that out, I was like, oh, I didn't think they were truly organized in any fashion in that way. As a a kid playing... It took me a few days to figure that one out. uh, I mean, I saw it. They talk about it in the manual. So when I was reading Mm -hmm. it, I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, because I was really confused as to what would be consumed and what wouldn't. Well, it bit me, yeah, where I accidentally used a magic ring. Mm which is one of the best items. We can talk about that in a minute. We will. (laughs) Now, if your row of consumables is filled up and you get another one, do you just not get it? It'll say it's too full. And then uh, like at a chest, I think, and you can drop something and then get it. Okay. Because I ran up to that at the end, but uh, not so much until like really close to the final parts of the game. I wasn't sure because I, I didn't really have that problem. So let's start with our first consumable, the alarm flute. And... This game does something that drives me crazy in a lot of Japanese games. And that's that they call ocarinas flutes. I think it's just, it's only five letters, man. So to squeeze it in for something, but. And until Zelda Ocarina of Time, I'm pretty sure most of America had no clue what an ocarina was. I didn't, I had no idea. It was much later. I think, oh, I'm trying to think there's a game that calls it an ocarina. But now that I look at all these pictures, it really bugs me because they are not flutes. They are clearly ocarinas. Now, I'm sure someone's going to write into us and say, guys, an ocarina is a type of flute. <laughs> and you may be right, but I like saying ocarina. So Dog on it. I'm just saying, uh, I'm saying as many times as I can. <laughs> now, the alarm flute or ocarina. Well, you just have to use it once or twice to, there's like. Oh, and you do have to use it in the story. That's right. You know, it's just like there's a sleeping guy and you're like, okay, go get an alarm flute. Like, I don't think it does anything other than that. So No, it wakes up people who are sleeping. And yeah. It costs $50 or $300, depending on where you find it. No, I know the $50 one is in the very first village. So That's right. Then you have the antidote. Yeah, it's, this is like an herb, and like you might imagine, it will cure you of the poison status. It does in this and every game it's ever existed no. <laughs> in. 
And this is one of those ones that goes for wildly varying prices, depending on which town you're in. The further away from the beginning of the game, the more expensive it is. Well, yeah, it's like the ends where they'll start. The first one's like ten dollars, mm-hmm. and the final but one's like three hundred. I always expect that of ends. Well, I call it inflation. Oh, it's that I really the... do call it that. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I'm <folks>. sorry, <laughs> and but it's true. The I don't I don't really expect that from the small consumables. I expect them yeah. to maybe go up two, three times in price. It's usually just the ends where they gouge you. But this antidote is $40 in leaf. And by the end of the game, it's $1,000. Well, it's... Which is pretty ridiculous because you can easily teleport back to the leaf to get it, which is what I did when I needed to buy something. Yes. that I mean, or wherever the cheaper one is available. Yeah. Following that is a series of fruits. <laughs> Oddly enough. You get a couple fruits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting with the fruit of lime. A lot of us would call that a lime. Yeah, um, but here it's different because it will uh, magically cure you of petrification. Yes. So, again, it's nice to have. If you're petrified, use it. Or just wait a whole four seconds. These, I, I never bought these. I was like, if I find one, I'll keep it until, you know, I guess I'll use it. But I would use them to get them out of my inventory. Right. Because I was afraid of, of not being able to carry things if I got full. I got you. Valid fear indeed. And next up is the Fruit of Power. This fruit will restore, what, a quarter of your MP? Yes. I think. Uh, it's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a, You always want more MP, so. I actually didn't use these when I first got them because I assumed it was like a, like it, when I just saw Fruit of Power, I was like, it'll just make me stronger for a little while. So I'll save that for a boss or something. And then when I, I was like, what does this do anyways? And then I was like, oh, what a numb nuts. Like I could have used this so many times. Yeah, definitely could have. Now, how often did you get to use the, the fruit of Repun? Yeah, Repun. Uh, this, um, if you are mutated or transformed into a little blob, uh, you can use this to come back. I think it's like one of the few things you can actually do when you're in that form. Yeah, but if you have to buy this, you don't find it in a chest, it is very pricey at three grand. Yeah, it's it's real expensive. And uh, I had, I remember, uh, well, we'll talk about it later, but I threw one away because I needed room. And then like the next boss, I was like, really like i realized these enemies turned you into those Mm. i didn't think about it at the time and i was like crap man woe is me now not a fruit but a plant Mm? next up we have the lysis plant the lysis plant will cure you of paralysis yeah and paralysis in this game is weird because yeah you still can do everything you think you would except for charging up your sword yeah and there's um this was one where i i encounter it semi-frequently but it only really matters if you need uh, to use a level two blast to get somewhere you know to open a door or Mm -hmm. make an ice bridge we'll talk about it later but you know other than that i would just leave it you know i was like fine i'm paralyzed then i don't have to dodge these stupid things agree that's that's exactly the same tactic i took after i wasted a few plants healing myself and then getting immediately paralyzed i was like you know what i see a pattern here definitely now next up we have what could be the best item in the game and that is the magic ring yeah, this bad boy will restore all of your uh, magic points. Uh, it is beyond handy in certain boss fights. It's In fact, you at a point you get to where you're like, there are no more items or armors to buy. Like, this is the only thing worth any of your money, so I would just stock up on them towards the end. Oh, I could see that entirely. I totally also that got confused and thought, I was like, I remembered having other rings that power you up, so the first time I got it, I was like, hey, I'm going to put this on to boost my magic, and then... No, nope. I wasted it on like 10 magic points. And I was like, oh, bummer, heartbreaker. So, yep. Well, hopefully you didn't make as many mistakes with the next item, the medical herb. 
No, the classic medical herb. Now, yeah, you, you see these pretty frequently. They restore some hit points, but it goes out of fashion pretty quick because it does not restore a lot of your HP. No, it does not. And while herbs are very great, I wonder what the first game was to be like, herbs, that's what heals you. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, I mean, uh, the first one I remember was a, a Dragon Warrior 1. Well, that's pretty but, much the beginning. You know, Unless you're <laughs> going with the Ultima series. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll check. Those might be heal potions, you know? That would make more sense. I'm guessing if it's D&D based, it's right. potions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only have a few more items left in the consumable category. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the opal statue. A great item that if you equip it and you die, it will revive you and fill up your life. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's Where do you get these? I think you just find them. I think okay. there's like two of them in the whole game or something. Like I had one for a while at the end because I kept forgetting to use it. Like, Do you have to have it equipped? Yeah. So it's like if you go to use a magic ring to heal yourself or get your magic back, you got to remember to highlight that one again when you go back to the actual game. Okay. Otherwise, it won't. It just doesn't work automatically. So. And then we kind of briefly covered it, but to use any of these items, you must go to the menu where they're at. Then you select, you highlight them. Mm-hmm. And then once you've highlighted them, they will now be your A button the next time you can use it. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, it won't, like, you use it once and then you are you have nothing equipped. So it right. won't, like, go to the next one or anything. And then we have one that I use a lot. Anytime I got one, I would just use it instantly. And that is the warp boots. Oh, yeah. They're a great item that will let you warp to any town that you have already visited. Now, you do get magic that is similar to this later. Mm-hmm. So once I had that, I was like, well, these boots are getting used right. whenever I need to go somewhere. <laughs> Well, if you find one, yeah. And I mean, that's a great way to save money because it's late in the game. So you could use your, uh, you know, you teleport back to Leaf, use the cheap end, and then use your warp boots to go back to where you really are. And gotcha. save you a couple hundred bucks, maybe. And when you're saving up for some of these really pricey sets of armor, though, that, that every little bit counts. Yeah. Now, more excitingly, we have the next wave of items. And those are the worn items. And these are all items that you can select and then use, and they don't go away. Yeah, they will. You, like, equip them, kind of. Kind of. You can only have one in this row functioning at any given time. Correct. And I don't remember what order you find these in, so I'm just going in the order they are in <laughs> that I found them on the sheet. Sounds good. So we'll start with the Dio's Pendant. Okay, yeah. This is a later item, but... Because uh, I was going to say, I I don't have this one. It might just be... Okay, yeah, this is one that you'll get uh, pretty late in the game, but it lets you... Uh, recover mp when you're not walking well apparently you get it after you've talked to dio yeah he's uh the holy diver yeah i wish man i wish no unfortunately uh, no it's not he's not the man on the silver mountain so no not ronnie james himself <laughs> but that sounds like a pretty awesome pendant it is it's really useful i, I didn't equip it a lot where to just be like all right i need some mp stop equip it let it fill up gotcha and then go back now way less useful is the gas mask yeah this one you're only really going to use it once there is a swampy area with poisonous gas and Mm -hmm. you need this or you will get damaged there yeah that's about it just you have to remember to equip it when you go in there you go now one i did have was the iron necklace yeah this is a great one it doubles your armor yeah it does i use this was kind of my go-to for most of the ring once i got it i agree uh i used it Anytime I could, because really my main method of dying was just being overwhelmed or misjudging a hitbox and <laughs> getting destroyed by an enemy running into me. Now, this it makes a big diff. Now, an item that does not make as big of a difference is the leather boots. Yeah, these 
and you get them relatively late in the game, but they will make it so anything you walk on, like spikes or the poison marsh, won't affect you. Yeah. Which isn't a big deal because you have had the rabbit boots for a long time. But uh, it is kind of nice in certain areas where there's just a huge field of this junk, and you're just like, I can just put this on and not worry about it. But Okay. Now, next up, we have the power ring. Did you use the power ring very often? I, I would for bosses. Um, okay. It doubles your sword power, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I'm not sure if that applies to your sword magic. I think it does. Okay. So based on some later bosses I had trouble with, and I would like look and be like, what are the tips? Or, you know, maybe I'm not a high enough level, I would check. And right. A lot of times it would be like, use the power ring and then use your magic, and it does so much damage. And I was like, all right. Hmm. Now, one I used all the time in the first half of the game are the rabbit boots. I love them, man. It's, it's really uh, a testament to the fun of jumping. That a game where it's almost useless, I would still do it all the time. All the time. Yeah, to my own detriment. I, I yeah. jumped into many enemies. I, <laughs> I probably could have just easily walked around. Yeah, yeah. It is a fun jump. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the shield ring. Yeah, this will uh, double your shield uh, power. Yeah. I used it uh, I used it at the beginning when I didn't. It's the first ring you get, so I used it then, but I upgraded the iron necklace as soon as I could. Yeah, uh, I feel like the bosses that had the most projectile crap... Were early on. Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't have had this for them, so. Sure, sure. I mean, I would have loved to have that for the guy that sh- threw rocks around the room. General Kilbesk. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> and then finally, we have the Warrior Ring. Maybe my favorite. Um, I used it as often as I could, even though I don't think it's quite as good for the most part mm-hmm. as the Iron Necklace. It allows your sword to just, you automatically charge to uh, level one. Mm-hmm. So now you can just hold that turbo button down and you have a stream of fire right in front of you. Like, it's awesome. That sounds awesome. It is. You can roll around. Like, it makes so many of the enemies, like, even if you're not hurting them, they're just pinging. It'll just knock them away, bounce them away. You can right. Have a real stream of, of death. It's, it's But I'm great. guessing you don't get that till pretty late in the game. Correct. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. All right. There is a third category of items. And a lot of times they're called event items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are all things that are. Like Nick and I, a lot of times, will refer to them as key items. They're an item yeah. that just is a key. You, you need just, that item to progress past a certain point. Yeah, and these are typically, they're like story-related, fetch quest item kind of things. Yeah, I lost my X, find it for me, and mm-hmm. then I'll give you the Y. Or get X, use it on this to make Z, or, you know, like... Exactly. So we'll kind of cover those uh, later, or we're guessing at this point, part two. Yeah, they're definitely. As we go through the level-by-level level or story of the game. So next we're going to talk about the magics. Yeah, you get uh, eight pretty cool magic spells. They're um, One of my favorite things about this game was... Uh, Would you say all eight of them are pretty cool? Because there's a couple I'm not so sure about. I don't know, man. I use, all right, yeah, well, I use them all pretty well. Fair enough. Let's start with the first, the big, the best. Refresh. Re- refresh, yeah. You get this. Uh, this is your first one you'll earn, and it's your heal spell. And it's, it's really interesting because it's not a classic heal spell. Right, right. It's not like, oh, I use it and boom, I'm all the way healed or partially healed. It is a small amount per use. Yeah, you can hold it down and just like, you're basically converting MP into HP. Definitely. And it's very quick. Yeah, it'll it'll drain your MP pretty fast, like until you start getting a lot more. Right. I would find it's best to tap it early on, Mm -hmm. not hold down that button by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, yeah, same here. But uh, in its credit, it will not let you use it if you are full of life oh that is very nice so a lot of times this was my default a button especially at a boss oh yeah at a boss for sure 
And then next up is the one I'm more curious about. That Did you find this one useful? The telepathy? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. This is for if you're like, I don't know where to go. You okay. can use it. And then, you know, along the way, there are uh, four wise men, masters that you will meet. And you can kind of just talk to them. And they, they might give you hints uh, mm -hmm. a couple times randomly. They'll restore all your MP. Oh, cool. I don't know why, but... Uh, How much does it use? I think 20. It's, I feel like 20 is the standard amount for most of these. It's pretty steep, so it's not something I use I use a lot because I kind of remembered the game. and right. you know, I uh, used maps, so therefore I didn't need to talk to any of these fools. Yeah, you don't really have to, but like I said, man, I was kind of surprised when they were like, oh, restore your MP, you know? Because, you know, if I'm just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, I'm going to use this real quick. You know what? I, I feel like I, I wish I would have used it more now. It's, it's not great, admittedly. But it's also like, see, this is a spell that you get. It also functions where it's like, once you have this, now you can talk to animals. Yeah. They won't make sounds. They'll tell you stuff. Or those dwarf people mm -hmm. in the swamp. I put air quotes in the word dwarf. <laughs> they, are, they are interesting dwarves. And then we have the teleport spell. This is a great one, man. Just like the boots. Mm -hmm. But 20 points of your own magic. Yep. So Infinitely. That was always like, you know, if I'm out in a a dungeon or something and I'm getting down save 20 magic points so yeah. I can always just leave warp right back to the town and heal before you die because or usually right after a boss because this game does not do a good job of putting you somewhere good when you've fought a boss you usually have to go right back through the whole dungeon level or cave sometimes yeah if you're not like a lot of times you'll just be like keep moving forward to a new area but sometimes it's it's not so and then it's time to teleport after that we have the spell of paralysis which I used all of one time. I um, this is one I, I remember using a lot as a as a young kid because it just works on all the enemies. So if you don't want to fight like a like some of the bigger enemies, mm -hmm. those like golem looking guys or stronger ones, you can just blast them with one and run by. But it's really easy to do on your own. And you have to use it in the story of the game at one point. Yeah. So I which mean, I, I thought was a clever little point in the story. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost would have liked a little more of that where you're like paralyzing people in the town to like get past or yeah. Using some of these spells on the townsfolk instead of just the enemies, I thought was a cool, cool idea. Yeah, I mean, essentially it is another key, but at least they give you the option to use it on enemies. Mm -hmm. So I like that. And then, uh, sadly, with almost the exact same graphic, but in just different colors, um, is Recover. Yeah, it, it's a cool spell. It'll uh, just remove all your uh, status ailments, return your condition to normal. Uh, no poison, no paralysis, no petrify. It's kind of expensive. Um, certain caves will run me out of money. That's especially when I started doing the, like, if I'm paralyzed, I'm going to stay that way until I need it. Like, Definitely. And then after that, you have barrier. Not as useful. I mean, you only have to use it a few times. I, I wanted to experiment against, like, bosses or things with lots of projectiles, but it makes a little shield around you that prevents you from being hurt by any shots. That's pretty cool. Uh, but you don't really get it till about two-thirds of the way into the game, I'd say. No, this is another one that's... It's basically a key, again. You you know, there's certain obstacles you kind of just need it, or you'll just take a bunch of damage. Mm. And then we have change. Change. I heard it would do you good. Oh, this is uh, this is one of my favorites, man. You uh, can change into one of four different forms, and then you can go around and talk to people. You can turn into a merchant, and not just any merchant, the merchant. You There's a guy with a name, Akahana. Oh, okay. You can change into him. Mm -hmm. You can change into a guy you meet named Stom. Okay. You can change into a woman, and then you can change into one of just the- a, a rando woman, not a yeah, named woman. Yeah. Like that, the other two. Correct. Okay. And then you can change into one of the evil Dragonian Empire guards, and that lets you get through certain areas- but 
I also, just like that it changes, like, all the townspeople will talk to you differently, depending what That form. is really cool. And I don't know if we'll get to it at any point, but I would like to say I don't like the way Dragonian spelled. Oh, with the Y? Yeah. Yeah, Dragonian. I don't think it was spelled that way in Japan. I think that was, like, changed for the localization. I don't like who, whose decision that was. <laughs> Somebody likes the letter Y, man. I like the letter Y, just not in the word dragon. All right, well, we have one magic spell left. And that is the one magic spell every kid wishes they had. Yeah. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> this is an awesome spell, Flight. Um, it's, again, you don't get it till the very end, but you just, when you use it, you will press A and you'll do a jump similar to the rabbit boots, but you will just never come down. And much like uh, Princess Peach, you can just hold down the button and fly all over the place. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's really fun when there's certain areas where you're like, I was just going through here and I had to... Uh, zigzag my way all around this dungeon looking for ice bridges but now it's like no, i don't care i can fly over anything 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 your heart desires yes yes that's it for the magic and there's really only one more thing to talk about here mm-hmm. and that's everyone's favorite oh yeah and that is your collection of swords yeah you get uh four i guess five swords in this game Spoiler alert. Yeah, but uh, they're all, you know, at the beginning, you're, you know, this in the story, you're trying to assemble these four magic elemental swords. Right. And you start with no sword. Yeah. You got to, you find this pretty early, but uh, your first one will be the wind sword. Yes. You are given that by the elder in the town of Leaf. And what, one thing I really like about the swords is that they all have a different little graphic in the in your equipment screen like they all they don't just look like a red sword a green sword like correct different swords actually which is pretty cool well the other thing i really like is that each sword has a different death animation when you kill a creature oh yeah no they they will the enemies will explode into little bits that will be elementally themed yeah exactly yeah it's it's pretty cool and i really like that a lot and now every sword has three levels of power Mm -hmm. that you can charge it to but you need special items to achieve those next levels of power. Yeah, you can do the first one by default, but to get to level two, you'll have to find an accompanying ball. Yes, the ball of wind, ball of fire, ball of whatever. Yep, there's four of those. And then to get to the third tier, you need the bracelet. Mm-hmm. I always wished it was a bracer. Yeah, it looks like more of a bracer, I think. It's pretty thick. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, but... Either way, you know, the all of the swords, their, their level one will just shoot a little elemental bolt out in front of you. Pretty and, pretty simple. Yeah. Um, and it's colored of the theme of the sword. Yeah. When you start charging, you'll get these little particles that will like sh- will come in around well, you. They look like uh, the rings of an atom. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And the, the way they orbit you, like I would do these like certain times, you know, as I mentioned before, where I'd try to do the like you just barely charge a level one shot. Mm-hmm. And then where it's like as soon as you start to see those particles like let off, oh, yeah. like you can because some of these guys are you want to stay away from. Now, the Sword of Wind, at its first level, of course, like we said, just that normal little attack. Mm-hmm. Once you have the Ball of Wind, then you can destroy rock barriers or walls that are in your way. Yeah, the level two shot is a big, bigger, longer, kind of explosive-looking thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it is stronger than the first one. And you can uh, sometimes it's strong enough to, like, hit guys twice. It'll knock them back and still continue to go. Pretty cool. And if you have the Tornado Bracelet... You can unlock the third power, and that is a wave of tornadoes. Yeah, they'll all come out. It'll pretty much hit everything on the screen, right? Yes. Now, the problem is, with this in mm-hmm. every third level spell of your sword, takes eight magic points, and that can add up real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, it uh, Something I didn't, didn't use a whole, whole lot, to be honest. Uh, there's certain areas where 
um certain bosses where i was like this is good against them or something but yeah but a lot of bosses it. you don't have the time to charge up to that level or even the needs sometimes like if you just bum rush them with your sword like right you know following the sword of wind you get the sword of fire yeah um it has a, its level two power is similar but instead of destroying stone walls it will melt ice ones mm, who right. would have thunk yeah pretty standard and once you have the flame bracelet you get a flame attack that shoots fire across the entire screen. Yeah. Now, the downside of it, it's 16 magic points. Yeah. it's. I never use this, but there is one use is that there are some invisible enemies that this will expose oh. and allow you to kill. Cool. And they're worth a ton of XP. I didn't realize that until afterwards. Like, Do I was we... always like, it's an invisible thing. Just run past it. It's easy, gotcha. right? But if you, if you expose them, they actually look like a little ninja. And it's pretty cool. That is cool. And then after that, you get the Sword of Water. Yeah. This is my favorite of the swords. Uh, it has the uh, coolest appearance. background. I was going to say it yeah. has the coolest picture, for and, sure. And I'm a sucker for swords that don't have a hilt. You know? Yeah. It's like a gladius. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because when you kill a guy, the water splash they make is, is really cool. Yep, yep. Now, once you have the Ball of Water, you unlock its second level. And this is uh, something you mentioned earlier. You don't destroy with it. You mm-hmm. create. Yeah. It makes a little like chevron looking like ice wave that'll come out. And there are certain shallow, narrow areas of lakes that you can tell because they have a few extra bob- bubbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can turn these into little ice bridges and you can now cross them. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And then its third level attack is the blizzard. You get it with the <laughs> you get it with the blizzard bracelet, and that is another sixteen magic points. Yeah, this, it is a screen clearer. I actually used this one a couple times. I think a boss. That was about it. Does it freeze the enemies or anything? No, but it's this makes like these big uh, snowflake looking things come out and they move in like a, a circular pattern where it like expands and contracts and then expands off the screen. So do you get more than one hit per thing? Yeah, of that? yeah, typically. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you when we get there. It was just against a one boss guy. Excellent. And then the next sword you will get is the Sword of Thunder. Thunder. Although it really, I, I always bugs me when they use thunder instead of lightning or electricity yeah when they're clearly mean lightning they mean lightning yeah <laughs> i guess thunder sounds cooler yeah i, mean, I think lightning's cool sounding too but yeah but the sword of thunder level two with the ball of thunder well first off let me point this out the level one charge actually shoots a spread of three lightning bolts out oh it'll go you get your standard one forward and then you'll get the like 22 and a half degrees up and down so you have that with the with the warrior ring, and you're like, sounds the, pretty awesome. It's it's a lot of fun. Like I would kill guys when I couldn't even get experience. Lucky that's, you. That's how morbid I am. But yeah, the level two shot with the ball. Um, I don't think it destroys. Oh it, yeah, it does. Yeah, destroys metal barriers. Yeah, and these are weird because they have a face in them and will attack you. Gross. Yeah, but it it also it takes the form of a big. It's like a five way big spread. It shoots these like circular projectiles out. Pretty sweet. All right. And then if you have the Storm Bracelet that unlocks its third level power, the Thunder Attack. Yes. What does this do? It makes a huge lightning bolt comes out. It kind of stand, uh, stuns and hits a lot of enemies. I mean, it hits everything. But I, I oh, I should hope so. Because it takes 40 magic points. Yeah. Uh, this is... <laughs> I don't know how to beat the final... Like, this is what I used against the final boss. Or okay. close to where it was like... I tried fighting him otherwise, and I was like, even if I win, this will take an hour. <laughs> but... Uh, this thunder thing just eats him up. And then, spoiler alert, the final sword you get in this game is the Crystallis itself. Yeah, the Crystallis. Um, it only charges up to one level, 
Yeah. But it shoots out just a big projectile. It's like a big round uh, white bolt. Now, does it make ice walls? No, it doesn't do anything, man. You just need it. Uh, its special power, really, spoilers, is that it is also a key that you use to destroy the evil base kind of thing. Yeah, got it. But, I mean, you just have to use it at the final boss. There is a final little short level you get to use it. It's all right. That sounds pretty amazing. Well, Nick, we've talked about a lot of different companies, but never SNK. That's true. So I'm really curious to see if their manual holds up to the awesome outsides of their arcade cabinet. <laughs> I mean, I could figure out how to play a game just from reading the border of yeah. their Neo Geo machine. They, they were very good at that. And uh, I think it shows here because uh, I knew this was a good manual because I owned it. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. 31 pages. It's Ooh. a full-size one, too. Not the Oh, half. really? Yeah. You get a lot of color screenshots in it and stuff where it's explaining Oh, this things. is a color manual? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Full color, baby. And On uh, the NES. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dang. Um, the art is really just art recreations of symbols of like the items or the signs. You know what I mean? Where they're okay. like, somebody drew the end sign. So that's all you really get there. There's, I was kind of hoping for some character art and stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't get a lot. You mean like the Wicked cover to the game? Yeah. And the manual too. It's, it's pretty sweet. Um, you do get some good story stuff here, uh, which is interesting where at some point there was the Great War. Uh, it was in the year 1990-something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's 7 or X. There might be an X in there. Is it 90X? I don't remember. I can't remember either. But uh, yeah, there's a great war, and everyone decides no more science and technology. We're all going We're going back to magic and sorcery. For 100 years, I think. Indeed, things were getting better for 100 years until the evil magician Dragon, he starts learning into science, and it's like, I'm going to use this, combine it to be, you know. You know, I bet Dragon's name was originally just spelled normal, and he... Like that Jackie is. He put that Y in there, trying to be cool. Uh, maybe, man. He's trying to stand out from a pack of dragons. Whatever. But, yeah, he builds this flying tower that is supposed to, like, oppress evil forever. So, in response, the four good magicians make the four swords that will turn into the Crystallius to shut down his magic tower. But he f- defeats them, and he can't destroy the swords, so he takes them and hides them all. Hmm. And that's why you got to go find them. Now there's your the wise men that will, uh, they studied the writings of the Great War and learned of your, you are a ma- great magician who is frozen right after the Great War to make sure stuff doesn't happen again. So like that's a, where it's like it a stage up. magician. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, maybe, man, where you went to the, the teller. Like you are teller <laughs> of Penn and Teller. Or, yeah, you don't talk at all. But yeah, so that's where it starts is it's like the game starts where you begin, you're woken up from suspended animation or whatever and you're one of the the last the last great hope right but i mean that's a pretty extensive story for an nes game like i was Agreed. like there was a good four full pages where i was like i mean it doesn't even really matter in the game but no. they put it in there they really thought about this world that's pretty cool oh how about uh items weapons yeah it goes through all of the items and weapons and stuff in oh, fact excellent. well that was when when i was going back through to take notes that's when i learned i was like oh the shield deflects these things i, I never even mm. Messed with them, you know? But, yeah, it gives you good descriptions of all your item spells, stuff, swords, all the good stuff we just went through. And I'm guessing no notes or password section. Nope, no notes or passwords. Which you don't need, because uh, we forgot to mention that we briefly talked about it. Yeah, there is yeah. a two save slots in the yeah. game itself. So And it's a game where you can save in any town or overhead field area. Just not inside a cave or cavern or 
dungeon. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's similar to uh, Ease. Ah. Which I'll talk about more later because there's a lot of things I noticed between those games. But spoilers. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, Crystalis? Well, this this was a game uh, that I, got, I owned as a kid. Um, this was a, a big deal. This was a very rare thing where me and my one of my best buds who lived across the street liked this game so much that we both owned it. We were like, usually... Really? Yeah, we both love this game, man. And uh, But I never beat it as a kid. I got really close now, but I didn't know how close I was. So ah, okay. I was uh, you know interested in going back. I remember seeing it on rental shelves uh, at the flip book area of our Toys R Us. Oh, right. And, you know, briefly mentioned through Nintendo Power and always popping up in the question section or the Mm, hidden information. Right, right. But never played it. Gotcha. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um. I beat it, finally, man. Uh, Congratulations. Scratch this one off the list. And, uh, spoiler alert, I have not beat it. <laughs> yet. Well, I am I think th- there's got to be something up here I'll show you. But uh, this was a game going back. I remembered it being kind of a slog in a lot of ways, but I, I still really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, I was watching a playthrough of it or something. And then that's when I was like, wait, if you just, you know, I was always charging up my sword or doing these other things where if you just like run in and start stabbing turbo style, like it makes it a lot easier. So I was interested in checking it out and I found it to be true. Now I've heard you talk about this game off and on for many years. Mm -hmm. So I was eager to play it as well. And you really talked up the fact that it was really easy once you stopped charging up your sword. Right, right. And while I will agree that that makes it quicker, it does not make it any easier for me. I, man, and I, we have had varying different experiences with the leveling in this game. Yeah, that's why I'm really interested to, after this, maybe check it out a bit because I want to see what's up. Like, I, I don't know where I'm like, am I the outlier here? <laughs> I, maybe, because I thought I was going to breeze through this game in just a couple nights. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Uh, I have been stuck oh, in a few spots for hours, trying to, to kind of like in a loop where I just couldn't get any further. Had to heal, had to level, dying, mm-hmm. rinse, repeat. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm really intrigued. Uh, now, a little inside baseball here. This is one of the very few times we are recording a two-part podcast in right. two parts. Truly, two parts. Yeah, we usually do it all at once, uh, but. I haven't beaten the game yet, and due to all the uh, crazy other circumstances going on in our lives in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't know. I, I hadn't made it to the end when I thought I would. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, and I've even forced my child into playing this game with me. Uh, I, I bribed him oh, to, nice. to grind for me. Sweet. That's right. He got to play an extra, uh, I think, half hour of Fortnite. Oh, okay, okay. Due to just uh, getting me up another level this afternoon. Man. What a lucky kid. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kind of chores I would have always done as a kid. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I have played this game ooh, six, seven times. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I will say that I'm not disliking it. I was just taken aback by the the amount of grinding I had to do. I think, yeah, I, I, there's got to be something. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. We will. Uh, but sadly, I think we're going to have to get to the bottom of it next week, Nick. Yeah, we're running pretty long already. And uh, so next week we'll pick up with our general chat. And then maybe not go through this game level by level, but more right. story beat by story beat and take you through the major lands of Crystalis. Yes. 
So, next week's game will continue to be Crystalis. If you haven't picked up this game and played it yet, we've given you like three or four weeks of <laughs> opportunity true. to do so. So I don't know what you're doing. And you're cheating yourself if you don't, man. I, this I, truly is a gem that has remained hidden from me on the system for many years. Yeah, yeah. So grab a controller, find a copy of this game any way you can, unless it's on the Game Boy Color, and play along, <laughs> friends. And remember, uh, if you want to defend the Game Boy Color version, you can get a hold of us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you. Now, real quick, Cartridge Command uh, update. We were contacted and shown photographic evidence of the term Podner, P-O-D. Oh, yeah. N-A-R, used in Texas itself. Yeah, so um, I guess, you know, the Sunset Riders, you know, I guess they were onto something we didn't know. It's more authentic than we thought, you know? Yeah, so thank you so much, Casey, for sharing that with us. <laughs> and uh, if you guys can... Uh, Prove us wrong on any of our stupid things we say or uh, things we don't agree with us. Then, hey, point it out. Show us a picture. Let us know. We, re we really don't mind. We find it fascinating and amazing. Yeah, I love to learn. We love to learn. And we love to check out everything you say to us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. You know, uh, we love hearing your stories about the games you've played, the games you want us to play, and uh, your memories with all these fun old, old time systems. Of course, we always let you know when new episodes come out on the Twitter at Cart Command. And, of course, it is those fine, wonderful, beautiful people mm -hmm. that give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. So cool. They are the coolest. They are so cool that they allow us to do this podcast every week. It is their financial support that allows us to do this, and we thank you from the bottom of our heart. We do. Thank you so much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! I like the letter Y, just not in the word dragon. Do you? No, okay. Uh, but yeah, so... Um... <laughs> I do, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, the truth comes out.